everybody. Thanks for downloading You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is all about WrestleMania 8, a not bad WrestleMania. If you do not care for wrestling, this podcast is not for you. I completely understand. Everything can't be for everyone. There's a song about that. If you do enjoy wrestling or kind of know what wrestling is and specifically remember this specific WrestleMania, you might enjoy it. Another thing you might enjoy is a column that just went up on Neutrons Protons, which is a fantastic site. There's going to be a link to it on YouMeetTheMemory.com. And it's the first wrestling column I wrote. It's called Wrestling Is. And it's all about Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mark Marin, and not really about wrestling. So you might enjoy that. I hope that's not too long-winded. Two more plugs before the show begins. On Friday, November 6th, 2015, You, Me, Them, Everybody returns to the Wonderland Ballroom. If you can, come to that show. It's quite fun. On Saturday, November 14th, 8 by 8 returns to Black Cat Backstage. If you come to that, that will also be fun. Two very different shows. I highly recommend both. I'm hosting both, so if I didn't recommend them, that would be really messed up. WrestleMania 8 does not suck. I think this is a pretty good episode to listen to if you've never listened to one of our WrestleMania podcasts. And if you, once again, hate wrestling, there are 300-plus other episodes to listen to. So just go to youmeetthemeverybody.com. And without further ado, here's Chris Kelly and I on WrestleMania 8, a pretty great WrestleMania. This was a good WrestleMania. Yes. WrestleMania 8. Yeah, 1992. <laughs> They're finally uh, putting the pieces together. This is the dumbest tagline, considering... It's not a dumb tagline, but compa- like the two together is a horrible tagline. Friendship torn apart and the macho slash fair of flair affair. Yeah. That's it, bad. Yeah, no. That's bad. And the friendship torn apart, this isn't the mega powers exploding. No. This is a guy that they hot-shotted... Uh, versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, not exactly a, a deep abiding friendship. All right, so like you said, it's from 1992. We were recording this on October 6th, 2015. <laughs> Spoilers ahead. Here we go. Yeah. This one is at the uh, Hoosier Dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, 62,000 people. I thought it looked pretty good. I think this was the best looking WrestleMania since three and or one. Three being held in Detroit at the Silver Dome and one being held at Madison Square Garden. It just yeah. looked great to me. Yeah, and this is why they do a lot of these, you know, they try they try for for football. Who's your stadium? Is it football? I think it's a basketball. I think oh, they have the a final dome, four yeah. there. So okay. they, I think it doubles. I don't really know. Yeah, it's a, it's a big space. Listen, guys, this is about wrestling, not stadiums. Yeah, <laughs> Even though out. all WrestleManias are in stadiums. Yeah, so, you know, once again, uh, Vince starts it off. Why is he yelling at me so, so much? Angry. So angry. Vince, this is the most yelling of angry Vince yet. Yeah. At least at the top of the show. Yeah, and this will also be, um, we'll be getting more of it because we've been talking about it, but yeah, he actually will start, uh, I believe, announcing. Or no, he was He doesn't. Okay. He's just, I've been watching other clips where he announces, and it's that same voice. It's not a good voice to talk in. But, but we should talk, I guess, um, worker, you know, just so you know what those, uh, those taglines are about. Friendship torn apart. Uh, Sid... Justice. I always have to catch myself from calling vicious. him. He was Sid Vicious. Yeah. Would you go back to Sid Vicious? Psycho Sid. How is that legal? Who's going to sue? The guy that owned the Sex Pistols, that created the Sex Pistols. Boy Band, McBoy Band, whatever. That yeah. guy. Didn't Why wasn't he, was he sued? Didn't he just die? They're all dead to me. <laughs> Fuck the Sex Pistols. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know why... By the uh, way, why were the Sex Pistols... Maybe that's why they changed it to Justice. Why were the Sex Pistols popular? They had an anti-abortion song. Like, they had one record and one of the songs was about anti-abortion. Fuck the Sex Pistols. 
I feel like we've gone down a... a, a uh, you want to just do a podcast about the Sex Pistols? Fuck the Sex Pistols. No, I'd rather talk about a pretty great... Pretty good WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Here we go. So Sid, Justice Vicious versus uh, Hulk Hogan and the Macho Flair Affair, as the title would suggest. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! I think my woo's tighter than your woo. He does. There's a variety of woos. Oh, yeah. He also does like a woo, woo, woo. Like there's... Yeah, He's he got a could... podcast now called Woo Nation. I listen to it all the time. I was listening to it earlier today. Was it, were you really? It's great. Which episode were you uh, listening? Bischoff. That's a good one. Talking about the uh, all the shit that went down WCW. Yeah. It's, uh, we can recommend a wrestling podcast that isn't uh, Cheap Heat. <laughs> I would recommend Ric Flair basically updating other wrestling people on who's dying. Yep. Um, on all the people he screwed mm-hmm. in... Uh, Figuratively and literally. And talking about all his many divorces. He is not a fan of all of his ex-wives. No, but he knows exactly, like, hey, Rick, whatever happened to that boathouse? Third divorce. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to your motorcycle? Fourth divorce. It's so great. Yeah. But he genuinely loves his daughter. Yes. He genuinely loves his dead son. Yes. He's on the verge of tears at all times. Yeah, it's great. And and this would be the you know his first uh, time in the WWF, uh, having done... Run the territorials in the south, then to NWA, into yeah. WCW, um, and then came over here in uh, in '91, I believe. Yeah, so. it's great to see Flair. It's yeah, so great. Even an old Flair, like he enters the at WWF this point, old. he was already old and Jesus. like pretty soft, but he was still still pretty much at his powers, and he would still wrestle for. All, I was doing the math for like another 15 years. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, whole wrestle now if you give enough money. I mean, if they would let him, he would do. Yeah, they will never let. I him I want to see wrestle. a Daniel Bryan Ric Flair match. There's a high likelihood of Someone that on the die. Indies. Someone will it's die. It's going to be at the TNA. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's start the actual WrestleMania. It's Vince McMahon yelling at us about a double main event, like you said. Uh, Sid Justice, who uh, embodies steroids this year, versus Hulk Hogan, who actually looks like the least steroided he's ever looked. And there's probably a reason there's for that. There's a good reason yes. for that. And uh, I wonder if it's ironic that he was named Sid Justice. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, let's just deal with this at the top. Why? Yeah. Why was? Why is this a big deal for Hulk Hogan? So we're in the WWF at this point in, I guess, late '91, early '92, is mm-hmm. in the steroid. Uh, you know, the allegations yeah. of you know them basically plying these guys with steroids mm-hmm. and you know dirty doctors and all that stuff was starting to come out. There also, which. I didn't even bother getting like looking up because, but there was like a sexual harassment uh, issue they were dealing with. They had a lot of bad PR, and this will, you know, this will cause after this uh, spoiler alert for Hogan to kind of step away for a little bit, and them to try to focus on uh, on some of their their younger stars who weren't, weren't weren't tainted. Yes. Yeah. Not that necessarily some of these guys, you know, didn't do that. But the spotlight wasn't there. The spotlight wasn't on them. Their new faces. It's allowed them to be like, oh, here's a new generation. So Sid Justice, named after Justice, but it takes all the steroids, is now going to fight the All American, the Immortal. The Immortal. We're calling him the Immortal at this time, Hulk yeah. Hogan. And they're already saying this is in in the. They content. allude to it, and there's a little uh, promo cut about how this might be Hogan's last match, but they're yeah. not saying it. They're not saying it, and it's not a retirement match. No. It just kind of teasing that this he could be going away for a little bit, which is actually kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, every other time we get lied to, this one's like we probably we don't want to put this guy on the shelf, but we understand yeah. we're going to put this guy on the shelf. So that's what's going on. That's the premise for it. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. And compared to the last WrestleMania, which was held uh, a venue that holds less than twenty thousand, when we first see the Hoosier Dome, you just realize how large of a place this is, and how many tickets they're able to move from just a year prior. Yeah. Yeah, and with the talent in the company, as you'll see in this card, they had a lot 
to sell with in this. Yes. Um, do you want? I mean, we can just continue. We've always talked about the. Oh yeah, we need to get to it. Yeah, I mean, we're not. We, we're back in America. Yes. We're back in America, and uh, for the first time, I think since WrestleMania one, we have the national anthem rather than yes. America the Beautiful. Yes. This time, sung by television legend and country music legend. And person with red hair legend, Reba McIntyre. Yeah, not really good. Not particularly good. But I liked it because it was also a cappella, like previous year's Willie Nelson. Yes. And she's also wearing a cool belt buckle. Well, there you go. I That's mean, it. country music and, and uh, belt buckles. The kids loved it. Yeah. The kids love her. I think country music stars should open every single WrestleMania a cappella. I think, uh, I think that you is a point. not true anymore. That does not happen anymore. Let's get to the first televised match of the night. Yes. So, speaking of those. You know the n- new generation of uh, of wrestlers. We've got Shawn Michaels, accompanied by Sensational Sherry, mm-hmm. uh, over the El Matador, mm-hmm. uh, formerly known as Tito Santana. All right. So, like you were saying, uh, Shawn Michaels for the first time as Shawn Michaels. Yes. This and, is crazy. And as you know, the Heartbreak Kid, and like the, this, as his gimmick. This is really it. I mean, the man we will now know in theory forever. Because he's never going to die. Wrestlers never die. No, they never die. So he's a happy ending. Shawn Michaels with Sensational Sherry. And uh, El Matador. Pretty cool. Yeah, and the El Matador, uh, formerly Tito, not Chico Santana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As Bobby the Brain Heenan said, he's from Mexico. Yes. Uh, or actually, you know, he's billed from Mexico. Yes. Uh, even though the Matador is a Spanish gimmick. Yes. And Tito Santana's uh, Mexican. Yes. And uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan also... Oh, we should say Bobby the Brain Heenan is one of our two announcers. The other Along being Gorilla Monsoon. Monsoon. Okay. Bobby the Brain Man, uh, Bobby the Brain, he thinks Tito and Rebecca are brother and sister because it's Ariba, not Reba. Yeah, which is great. Which again, that's like, it's, it's your like racist question mark, you know? Like yeah. It's the, yeah, 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 it's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I realized my favorite heel announcer can't, like you need to be racist all of the time yeah. or none of the time. Jesse's racism bordered on like true. Where right. Bobby's is just like, oh no, he's just the heel. He's, he's great. just the heel the whole time. Yeah. And I mean, the the this is where you really start to see, especially since he's in the booth the whole time, mm-hmm. or at least starting off, he's in the booth. He, the the interplay with Monsoon, with Monsoon's, you know, exasperated, like, will you please stop? Yeah, like he's just over it. He doesn't. He, he like no sells the heel. This is the first WrestleMania where our announcers are not on equal footing at all. Bobby yeah. is way too good for Gorilla. Yeah, I mean, First Monsoon, this and this will be Monsoon's last one. Yeah. I mean, he's he's actually, as Ventura said, I mean, he was pretty over the hill at this point. Yeah. All right, so let's yeah. talk about the actual match. Well, even before the match, I mean, Michael's like, with the Heartbreak Kid, I mean, oh, it's, yeah, so it's interesting to, to listen to it because I'm used to the, the intro, the, uh, mm-hmm. the Sexy Boy intro uh, with him singing it. Yes. But this is with Sherry singing it. Um, which makes way more sense. Yeah, he's got his "I'm too sexy for this crowd" vest, which this is definitely after. I'm too sexy for this right side Fred. Yeah, but for some reason, looks way like in terms of looks, looks yeah. like it's from '88. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole. I mean, the Heartbreak Kid and his whole look is basically like if hair metal continued forever. Yeah, and by the way, never mind it came out between that last WrestleMania and this. Yet it does had not affected the WWF at all. Yeah, yeah, they don't understand. They culture don't know. No, at no. all. Yeah, don't worry about any. Any other albums or musical changes, cultural changes that happened? I disagree. I disagree. And that be this most recent WrestleMania, WrestleMania Play Sign, which is yeah. thirty-one. There is a very, very, very current artist doing our essentially our halftime show. So I think the WWF like all like maybe around twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, like smash cut all of culture. <laughs> 
to the present day. Yeah, the Berlin Wall came down. Yeah. Yeah. It's very odd. Anyways, let's go back to uh, the Heartbreak Hick and his horribly 80s gimmick. Yeah. Um, so he's got the vest and the hearts all over his pants, and Sensational Sherry, uh, Heenan wants to know if... Uh, uh, who does her makeup? Helen Keller. It's a nice topical reference. Pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty great. Um, and this is the, you know, starting it off with this match, um, and we'll see in the better matches of this card, this is actually a feud that started at the Rumble, mm-hmm. which is what happens now um, in 2015 and, mm-hmm. in, and years, you know, in between. Um, they've both been eliminated at the same time uh, in the Rumble, which mm-hmm. was enough to start a feud. Mm-hmm. But it's also the first, it's one of the first times we've seen a first match that actually is worth watching. We should point out that uh, there were ten matches in the arena, nine which were televised, so this is technically our shortest card yet. Yeah. But our longest card in terms of ring time averages. Does that make sense? That makes sense, yeah. I mean, the thing comes in at, what, about two two hours, 40? Yeah, it's a shorter WrestleMania, but this match is 10 minutes and 38 seconds. Right. We have a match that's 13 minutes, we have a match that's 18 minutes, we have a match that's 12 minutes. Like They're letting the guys work. Exactly. There's no match under one minute, though there's one that's pretty close. Yeah, there's a squash, but it's mostly just, you know, guys really working. Yes. I mean, uh, it's it's a good match. At this point, you know, Tito Santana, the, the Matador, was, he was jobbing to the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew that... Uh, Shawn Michaels was, you know, this is post putting uh, Marty Jannetty through a through a plate glass window. They knew that he was going to be uh, the face of the company as much, you know, Heenan even. And it, this is why Heenan's a good heel commentator because he's not just like always wrong. He can always he can say that you know he was saying that Shawn Michaels would be wearing gold. He's going to be the face of the nineties, and mm-hmm. that was very much true. The thing that no one ever mentions about Shawn Michaels is his pants. His outfit's fine. It's whatever. It's eighties, but. He's got, like, these weird patches on his pants that sort of look like a cow. Yeah, they're yeah. hearts. They're, yeah, but it looks like a cow. Right. Why does that exist? <laughs> um, bad ring gear. I don't understand it. Anyways, uh, let's talk about the actual physicality of the match. One of our fastest matches other than other Shawn Michaels matches. Definitely. There's a lot of kicks that look really, really great. Uh, Michaels' backbreaker to Santana looked really, really good. This is the first time we've seen like this era of wrestling open the bill. Right. Like it's gonna impact and everything. Not be, not be buried in the card. Exactly. It's gonna be in almost every single match except Savage and Flair and <laughs> our main event. <laughs> the co main event. Yeah, yeah, but everything every other match has it something like this. And it definitely sets the tone in that way. Yeah. And I mean we do see once again, like it's still Shawn Michaels, but it's still pretty nascent. I mean Oh, that's a great reverse crescent kick. Yeah. A.K.A. Sweet Chin Music. Oh, that's also the first time that we've seen the steps being used in a match without it being a DQ. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so yeah. this is like the very early start of what we'll see a lot of in yeah. the Attitude Era. Michaels is super great at overselling to the cheap seats, which yeah. he does his entire career. Right. I mean, that flip in the corner that he stole from Flair is yeah. great. I think it makes an appearance. I'm sure it makes an appearance in this, this match. This is great because there's a lot of signs about these guys and that's usually rare in the first card of the night. My, my favorite one is uh, talk is cheap, dot, 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 so is she. Uh, <laughs> a sign someone made about Shawn Michaels slash sensational Sherry. Yeah. Um, and it's good that she doesn't get, um, you know, beat up. Yeah, that's really nice. That's nice. That's, that's really a nice, nice thing that they did in 1982. Uh, you got what you deserved uh, is when Tito's beating up Shawn. Someone yells it from the crowd, and it's very yeah. clear. There's somebody, there's some maniac screaming yeah. directly into the microphone. Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, as befitting a, a job to the stars, um, you know, El Matador goes down. And after he goes down, do you know what Bobby the Brain says? No. I guess there'll be no tacos tonight. 
Aw, that's so sad. That's so great! He all... He also does say that, I guess, when he gets uh, the sweet chin music, that he'll be eating menudo through a straw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, especially if you don't know the menudo's a type of soup and you just think of the boy band. Which, actually, yeah. That's, I'm going to imagine works, it as the boy band. Yeah, it works uh, Works both ways. I would. I want to say this is the best opening match yet, question mark? I, I think it is. All right, great. So, already, super solid start. And there's something that we have to acknowledge here. During the match, during this very long 10 minutes and 38 seconds match, we find out about a 900 number. Did you notice this? Yes. There was a 900 number that you can call. They never gave out the number because I'm assuming like now when they do it rear and video packages, they cut it out. I want to know that number, number one. I want to see who's still using that number, number two. <laughs> I want to find out on YouTube, like, are there clips of these, like, pre-recorded, like, I won. When did they record these? Was this all, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to know if there's any errors. Well, they did this stuff a lot in the 90s. I understand that. I remember that. Like, I remember, like, the Ninja Turtles hotline at one point. I'm just fascinated by the idea of who's calling these hotlines. <laughs> Can I still hear these hotlines? Somebody had to record this. Yeah, I'm gonna try to find that for the end of the show. I'll try to find a hotline from we WrestleMania find some eight, clips from, if from possible. Hotlines, yes. All right, uh, let's move on. Solid match, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Great awesome. way to start the, the card. Do you want to go to our first set of promos? Yeah. So Mean Gene comes out and with no explanation goes, "Get ready, here they come!" And it's the uh, Road Warriors, Legion of Doom. Yeah. Accompanied by their long-term manager, first appearance in WWF, Paul Ellering, um, to cut a long-ass promo. Very long promo. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, they're definitely Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, very over. This is, like, their their time to shine in mm-hmm. WWF. Um, except, I couldn't find anything else except, like, one line in Wikipedia about it. I guess Hawk was suspended until after Mania. Um, he had a... That's the one who died. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a pretty, like, contentious time, because he, he was a real... Was Hawk suspended because his entire uh, scary haircut was just a way to to uh, hide that he was bald? Balding? Yeah, yeah. And side mohawks. I just I noticed that during this promo. Yeah, side mohawk. I mean, a lot of people do a comb up nope, or you know, him. like just shave it bald. No, side mohawk. So this is maybe the most confusing part of the evening. Yeah, because if you're not, I mean, they don't, they don't. They're just cutting promote a promo. Anyway. Yeah. We don't know who Paul Ellery is. I mean, if you're watching at the time, you know who he is. Yeah. But now, in context. No idea who this dude is. He's great. He's the best part of the promo. He's the manager. Right. He's creepy as hell. Yeah, he's he a great looks like The devil. But other than that, yeah. When they show the devil as like a slimy, slimy guy, mm-hmm. it works. I feel like he could be in Repo Man. Exactly. Yeah. And his reasoning for his clients, like revenge, etc., makes total sense. I like that a lot. It's not just I'm going to beat you up just because I could beat you up. Right. Uh, I, I I just want to say that. Through eight of these, I am super impressed by all of these guys that they've never. I've never heard a four letter word. From them during a live event, it's yeah. so so it's, it's so impressive. Pretty disciplined. Yeah, I mean they're they're professional wrestlers. That being said, it's an incredibly boring promo because yeah. it's way too. I long. mean, I have long ass promos in my notes, and I literally could not tell you what who they're cutting it against. I yeah. guess the tag, but they're not they even the, wrestling, right? And that's that had to do. There was some uh, there was some real life reason for that, not yeah. storyline. So, and that's one of those things that's probably lost to history. Great. So that yeah. happened, and I'm kind of glad that they kept it in, because you yeah. don't really see that much of Mean Gene, and he's great. Yeah. So that's a thing. Yeah, it kind of, uh, it kind of, you know, takes the takes the intensity down a notch. But thankfully, we get back into a really great promo. This is great, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, who has looked incredibly drunk and incredibly bloated. Yeah. Um, yes. Classic still, Jake the Snake classic, Roberts. Classic look. Um, but he also. I think, you know, the promos that we've, the one we saw last time, 
uh, dealing with all his the stuff about being blinded mm-hmm. by the model and all that. Boy, I that think good. this is even better. You just keep going. Mm-hmm. You're really seeing even. Even when he's... Uh, you don't think it's better? No, no, I do think it's yeah. better, but the reason why is because his opponent's better. Right. It's your favorite guy. It's the Undertaker. And we got to put the donks on in now. There it is. Yeah. Okay, Jake the Snake is only... He's amazing. We've already agreed best ring psychology, but you're facing the model Rick Martel. Like, you're really... What can you really do with exactly. that? Exactly. Oh, now it's the Undertaker. But now a guy who... Who threatens... Oh my god, you're doing the like, uh, that's a spicy meatball, like a ta- I know you're an Italian guy, I'm an Italian guy, but you're doing this like such a stereotype right Not now. Not Italian guy, yet I do that. I you're do not talk Italian? With, I do talk with my hands. I know that you were Italian. Yeah. Didn't you like, don't you like... Greek. Have a Greek. Other, other part of that's the Mediterranean. Yes. So we're both dirty Mediterraneans. Yeah, we would have been great in the territorial era, <laughs> because we could have played up whatever ethnic group they yeah. wanted us to play. Um, in this, he is, Jake at this point is uh, a full heel. Um, him and uh, Undertaker had been buddies before this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really, they don't really get into the whole thing here, but uh, I think it's great. Yeah. Because when Miss Elizabeth and Randy Savage got married, their wedding present was a snake because he didn't get to go to the bachelor party in kayfabe. That's great. And uh, yeah, it, it definitely going heel. He uh, he smacked Elizabeth because that's what we do with women in the '90s is we we beat them. And uh, he went to hit her one time with a chair. Undertaker stopped him because he's dead, but he's he's a man, damn it. And, uh, <laughs> a dead man. He's a dead he's man. He's the dead man. He's the dead man. And uh, he was like, "That's enough's enough." And so that's why they're they're gonna fight now. Now, from a production standpoint, this is one of the first times where we see footage from previous episodes of a Saturday main event, Royal Rumble, etc. With Jake cutting a promo, cutting over a the promo top. over it. Uh, when he when they show the footage of him DDTing Paul Bearer, he says it's a short ride, bad landing, which is great. He's yeah. like, he's the guy like calling it. Yeah, he's doing his own highlight. He's reel. calling a shot. He's in calling a, way. a shot, and it's pretty great. But this is the whole calling his highlight. The psychology, the characterization you're mm-hmm. getting from him, the storytelling. Yeah, and it's great. I think at one point he does also in the promo calls like their previous. He had in that when he DDT Paul Bearer, he'd gotten Taker's hand caught in a casket, and he said that that all that. That was a simple foreplay. Like, we're ready for the... This is for the main event. So we cut to... We go back to the arena, and this is when I notice, holy shit, this is a very bright WrestleMania arena. Yeah, especially when Undertaker comes in with their neon lights. Yeah. Uh, Which does not light. look like it's in Wrench 92. Like, maybe 88, 89, yeah. if that. that. This is the thing. With, you know, this happened in, in the last few. No. The 90s... Wait, oh, he's really was, quick. The last in few the is WrestleMania 6, 7. Yeah, last okay. few WrestleManias were in the 90s. Russell, uh, WWF does not know that. But I would like to say the WWE now does know that, and the most recent WrestleMania looks incredibly modern. Yeah, no, they've definitely caught up over the years. I think they accelerated. But yeah, at this point, we're still very much holding on. And this just made me really want to see The Undertaker wrestle without having to be a cartoon that's wrestling. Yeah. But it's still good. It's still very, Well, you very will good. see that eventually, because that, the, the Undertaker has changed over time. Not yes. even just when he was, you know, in Limp Bizkit. <laughs> there was that oh period. Oh my god! Where he was in Limp Bizkit. But oh, God. He, there, there have been times where he was still, you know, where he wasn't collapsing after every match and get his ass kicked by Lesnar, where he, f- he didn't fight yeah. as a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. He wasn't measuring guys for caskets. He was just going out there. Which I still think is cool. Yeah, I mean, I think you should always measure. I mean... I don't Regis, care how... Somebody should be measuring Regis, because he's getting up there. It's pretty great. Yeah. So let's get to the actual match, and uh, we have two of the most 
badass finishing moves. The DDT yes. and the Tombstone. Correct. Head into the mat. Both, both. if you did them in real life, both moves may murder a man. Yeah, paralyzed at least. The DDT in this looks so good slash really bad for your head and neck. Yeah. it's so. I don't know if he botched it or if it's done perfectly. It's I can't done, tell. I think it's because it's done perfectly. That's the thing. Like, as the kind of guy who innovated the DDT... Jake you know, the Snake Jake knows the what snake. he's doing. Yeah. That being said, I don't think the tombstone looked as good. I think you right. could tell he was protecting Jake. Yeah. Because he respects this guy, and right. he might get murdered And it by wasn't him. like the last like last WrestleMania when he he almost murdered a murderer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we should say who that murderer is. The, the Superfly Snooker. Okay, respect. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, in this, you're seeing Team The Bat. Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker, you know, his whole style this time... Still super athletic for a big guy, mm-hmm. but the whole not selling, um, as in he gets smacked and just turns the other cheek kind of thing. Like yeah. he doesn't, he, he's not giving in to the offense of the other guy. He does sit up from the DDT, which the the Undertaker sit up is a huge thing of like, yeah. oh, he's out, he's out, and then he sits up, which he's still using today. Yeah, that came up in the most recent Lesnar match. Actually, yes. he sits up, and then Lesnar sits up, and there's so much snot and like sweat, maybe a little blood coming from Lesnar, and he starts to laugh at Taker. Yeah, and it's then, amazing. And then Taker mocks his laughing, which has never had never happened. And before. then chokes a man. And then chokes it's him because cool. that's what you do. By the way, really quick aside, I think after some thought, I, that's I just said the same thing <laughs> twice. I think Brock Lesnar may be my favorite wrestler. Well, we're gonna have to think about. We'll talk that about one. this. At we're, the gonna, end. we're also gonna talk about that. In, now, I want to talk about this after this weeks. specific okay. WrestleMania at the end. I want right. to talk about Lesnar. Yes. So. He does set up from the DDT, and we see the powers of Paul Bear's urn to get him to do things. Which is so um, dumb. I think Heenan has to explain... It's like this is for children. It is for children. Heenan has to explain <laughs> his Munsters jokes. <laughs> so, like, that's, oh, that's not great. That's but my yeah. favorite old sitcom. Yeah? Yeah, my wife and I went as Lily and Herman one year for that's Halloween. Good. And I had the box sets on DVD. But now they're on Netflix, so... so they threw them right I in the threw trash. Them out. Yeah. yeah. I don't need this nostalgia anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's digital. Yeah, so this is a short match, comparatively. It's six, six minutes and, a half. and 36 seconds. As close to 6-6-6 as you could get. I mean, if they had done it better. they should, pretty close. They should plan better and make it 7 minutes, 6 seconds. <laughs> this is a... I thought it was a really solid match. Yeah, no, it's a solid match, and, you know, we're two for two. We got a face... It's the same thing. It's a. It's I a love face how Undertaker the is the face. Oh, well, how that's the it. hell is Undertaker the face? And I even meant like a lowercase f. The oh, face yeah, of yeah. the future. I mean, you avert, you know, against a guy, a legend, giving the guy a rub. So yeah. we're two for two, and we're about to be three for three. Okay, let's go to a promo. This is the most interesting promo in all of WrestleMania history to this point, because for the first time we have two people facing off against each other, sharing a mic. It's right. Roddy Roddy Piper, arguably the greatest man on mic that we've seen thus far. Yes. Against Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, one of, is this Brett's second or first? First uh, solo. First solo match. First singles. And it is both good and bad. Because we realize how fucking green Brett is and how amazing Rowdy yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, and this part, it's kind of interesting because Piper's only three years older than Hart. He looks ten years Yeah, old. he looks ten years older. He also has that much more experience. Do you want to explain the promo? Sure. So, basically... You know, they're, they're countrymen. I don't know. Is Piper... Do they get into that? Because Piper's Canadian. Piper is Canadian. Yeah. So they don't really... He he um, kind of intimates that he knew him growing up. Yes. You know? He makes some cheesy jokes Because about we all... How, even in, like, the kayfabe, whatever, we still know the Hart family. Yes. Okay, so and, we need to and, make that yeah, very Yeah, the Hart clear family, right the Hart dungeon, Stu Hart. You know, there was... 
Stampede Wrestling in, in Canada, a lot of the guys came through that, and Brett's father is the one who trained them all. Yes. And so Piper is basically doing this kind of, this is what happens when you basically have two faces against each other. I mean, Piper is still the tweener. He's still kind of, like, edgy. And that's my one note. Are both men technically faces in this? I think when they're this... going into the ring, we're having two faces face off, no yeah. pun intended. Okay. Right, and that's the thing. And Piper kind of has to be his sarcastic self without, yeah. you know, being in, in blackface. He just yeah. has to cut a promo. He was only in half blackface. Yeah. And well, he's best friends with Virgil. Well, you're a half apologist for that. How do you so. spell man? <laughs> V-I-R-G-I-L. Hell yeah. But Piper, you know, kind of... Gives the rub to Hardy. Talks about how great he is, but he's not taking that intercontinental belt off his mm-hmm. waist. Mm-hmm. So it's a good promo. It is, it's a little weird, but yeah, it does show. And even even Bret Hart, not just at this point, but throughout his career, when he rates himself, he does not put himself. The the mic skill is the thing that he never had. No, and he doesn't have it here. And that's why he doesn't crack my top ten. <laughs> yeah, because I mean the mic skill is such a big part of it. Yeah, this and, is not uh, how it was thirty years ago, man. Like that's a huge part of this. Yeah. Like. Vince McMahon kind of was right on the Montreal Screwjob. I'm going to go with the Playboy guy over here versus you. Anyways, yeah. that's completely out of context, yeah, so and I apologize. Now we have Let's get to the actual match. The actual match, which I'll say is the uh, best of the night. I'm um, looking over this in terms of actual wrestling and Just, storytelling. Uh, everything. Total. Total package. Total package. Because what you have is... It's one or two. Okay. And we'll get to why it could be number two later. I'll put it as one, because you've As got... of right now, it's my number one. Right. Brett is, this is where he's, you know, now he's finally getting the shine as a singles Mm -hmm. wrestler. Pure technician. Yeah. He's great. Piper, never a great technician, more of a brawler. Exactly. I mean, that's why they literally had him in in boxing matches. And and he hasn't really, you know, even his best matches were not great wrestling, you know, Mm -hmm. displays of wrestling. They manage, you know, Brett kind of calling, I'm assuming calling the match, they... They find a way to make it work, and Piper steps it up. Yeah, and it's definitely the most old-school wrestling we've seen, in terms of, like, not just a squash, since, like, WrestleMania 1. Yeah, it's old-school. At the same time, the pacing doesn't feel like those old matches. No, it's where a it's lot faster. lumbering guys. It's this, a lot faster. It feels faster. There's a pretty decent blade job. Yes, Bret Hart does blade. You can you can tell now, but it wasn't... I had, you're not I had to for, rewind, because I didn't see, see it. it I wasn't looking for it. I hit the 10-second back button, and then yeah. I could tell... Okay, there, there, there it, it was. But you're not... If you're not looking for it, you're not seeing it. Also, they hit the camera angles really well. It wasn't the next shot. It was like yeah. three shots later. Not the case the next time blading No, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, hard bladed, you know, and then they have a, this great sequence that really sells... This is why the match is great. The ref bumps, mm-hmm. he's out. And at this point now, Piper and, and Hardy going back and forth... Piper is running. He's kind of at that point in a in a, in a fight where it's like, what do I got to do mm-hmm. to beat this guy? And Piper, yeah, he's the tweener. He's he's always been a little dirty or a heel, and so he goes for the the ring bell. He the refs out. He's gonna knock Bret Hart with the ring bell and win this. And damn Bobby fight. the Brain has a wonderful uh, quote. Remember the old saying, "What the hell? Use the bell." <laughs> yeah, I mean everyone knows that saying. Yeah, you can't get through life without yeah. that. But then as he's standing in the ring and uh, he's about to hit Bret right. with the. Uh, the bell, the people are cheering and they're like, no, Piper, don't. And he's kind of looking back and forth and kind of weighing the moment. Do you do this? Do you not? Uh, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it allows uh, Hart to get back in the match, win it by the time the ref is uh, is, is conscious. And at this point, yeah, he's pretty bloody. Hart mm-hmm. is bloody. Wins the match clean and Piper hands him the belt and then kind of, you know, each of these steps, he's weighing it. You can see yep. the, like, even though he's not really weighing it, there's the drama there mm-hmm. built in the acting he's of it. He's telling the story. Yeah, and he, he waits. To him, gives him the belt. He doesn't just toss it out. Nope. He pulls him up, straps him into the belt, 
Yep. And you know that's the ultimate rub, because at this point, you know Piper's Piper's pretty much done. Uh, I mean, he'll have more. He'll more. He'll come back later, but yeah. he's not here. In a few he's years. not gonna. He's not the guy he was in the '80s. And at this point, you gotta. This is what. This will also come back in this WrestleMania and and next and the next one. Um, when you have a guy like Bret Hart, that even with whatever uh, shortcomings he had on the mic, everybody knew. Yeah, this is gonna be one of your faces of the company. You gotta make this guy look good. Yeah. And that's how you do it. And that's why Piper's great. And that's why you know. And that's uh, why one hour in, this is. We're only three matches in. Yeah. It's the best first hour of any WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, this was... That's three for three. And it's it's great. Even Piper losing is great. And yeah. he loses clean. And that's the thing about wrestling, too, is that wins and losses don't matter no. if you tell the story, right? Yeah. And you could still be a Piper fan at the end of this and not feel like a loser. Yeah. He he looks... He almost looks better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because he, he made the decision of how the match went. So he learned how to be a man. And speaking of how to be a man, how do you spell man? V-I-R-G-I-L. It's the Big Boss Man, Virgil, Sergeant Slaughter, and Jim Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, uh, against the Nasty Boys, Repo Man, and the Mountie. And, and we, before we get to that God. Saturday morning cartoon of a match, we had another oh, promo. Oh, God. And now is, oh, God, maybe the worst hour in WrestleMania <laughs> following the best hour? Yeah, maybe? no, it's no. pretty bad. And it's, no, 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 it's just the worst 20 minutes of WrestleMania. It's bad, but it starts off with a promo with oh, Lex Luger. Okay, and this is one of the weirdest promos for two reasons. One, Lex Luger is part of the World Bodybuilding Foundation. Foundation, which is owned by Vince. Yeah, it's the first XFL. Oh, God. So this is our, we already know this doesn't work. Yeah. But what makes it even weirder is I think Lex Luger was pre-recorded. Yeah, because there's a part where the dialogue doesn't match Thank up. you. So it's yeah. very, very awkward. So it's not a satellite interview. Nope. He just cut a thing with spaces in between for questions, or they had him ask the yep. ask him off yep. screen. And we know satellite interviews work because all of WrestleMania 2 was in satellite with three different mm-hmm. arenas. Yeah. You could do this. They could have done it. But this is, yeah, so this is actually, you know, Vince um, promoting his other product. Yeah. Luger ended up not ever bodybuilding in the foundation. It goes out of business, and they bring him over, and he's, you know, like a really roided up uh, bad wrestler. Yes. Uh, be more pre- prevalent in WCW. Um, but the fact that this is like a commercial, I mean, this is definitely a Vince McMahon joint thing. I, I'd like to, when we get to the year of XFL, I'm curious what Mania is like. because Oh, yes. That'll because be fun. he's just pimping out his other stuff. Uh, the only good thing about this is when they cut back from this, you know, abortion of a promo, is that Heenan gives uh, Monsoon bunny ears, which I also love to do in 1992. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, you were eight at yeah. this time? Yeah, great. It's about, Perfect. Uh, just wondering. Yeah, if you're Bobby Heenan or eight years old, bunny ears. Bunny ears are the best. Funny. Lex Luger should not be on mic ever. He is one of the most unlike... Hulk Hogan is a god compared to this guy. Well, when they came in, Heenan actually managed him so he could do a lot of the talking, and they made Luger into the narcissist. He is is, so bad on mic. Yeah, he's he's pretty bad, and that won't change when he's actually a wrestler. At one point, Bobby's like, show us the guns or show us something. It's real weird. Yeah, it's a very strange... It's not even homoerotic. It's just weird. He takes his shirt off. He drinks a glass of milk. It's very strange. Yeah, I don't understand it. He's just really good at steroids. So yeah. let's get to the promos. Both oh. both teams get promos, so it's the Nasty Boys and Repo Man and the Mountie because yeah, because they're, they're you yes. have guys and yeah. you got to use them. No, the Repo Man. So we can what? Uh, if, oh God! If he yeah. was gonna if the Repo Man was gonna sell fast food, who would he be? Would he be the Hamburglar? Yeah, yeah, because be he's the- got a he sneaks around. He's got the eye. He's like a, a 
cartoon Which doesn't thief. make sense, because right. Repo Men don't have to wear disguises. Yeah, the movie Repo Men has happened. Yeah. This has nothing to do with it, unfortunately. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why not call him the burglar, or the cat burglar, if yeah. you're going to dress him like that? Yeah. Or not the Repo Man, yeah. and dress him like that. Yeah, it's silly. And the Mountie is a Canadian Mountie, and the Nasty Boys are... The Nasty Boys gimmick's pretty cool. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm all for the Nasty But all boys. of these guys look like henchmen that you could defeat in the first level. Yes, because this is like a car- This is a cartoon now, because now the other team being Sergeant Slaughter, uh, who sucks. Ra- We've already established he sucks. Yeah, racist Axe. cop. Yeah, which doesn't make sense because there's also a black guy on the team, Virgil, with a wearing the uh, oh, who's the guy in the Pistons who had that mask? Bill Lambier, and later, like entering our era. Whoa. white guy or black guy? Rip Wallace. Is that a guy? Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. No, Ben Wallace was definitely on there's. The there's people that somebody had this mask. I don't have a stat guy. I don't know who wore the mask. But he's wearing a mask. They don't explain it in storyline. Yeah, they do. It's broken nose. Oh, it's just a broken yeah, nose? Yeah, my nose is not going to be broken or something like that. My nose is protected. You're not protected. Yeah, he's got okay. a broken nose. That's a great story. They do explain it. And uh, your favorite American, Jim the Hacksaw Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> Jim the Hacksaw the Duggan. Hacksaw. Um, which doesn't make sense... I actually don't hate him in this match. Right. Comparatively, he's my second favorite okay. guy in Th- this match. This is a horrible match, though. Yeah, this is really bad. But who's our guest? Uh... Ray Combs, the host Ray- of Family Feud. Rest in peace. Who? Yeah, he belongs there because he dies like a wrestler. Yeah. He introduces the fa- he introduces the heels with just insults. Because he pulled 100 members of the WrestleMania 8 Get it? audience. Because it's Family Feud. And he just, says, had... he just says horribly mean things about these men. Who was the Family Feud host before him? Didn't he also die of like a horrible crash? I don't know. The guy who used to kiss all the women. Yeah. What I'm saying is he should have introduced everyone and then kissed them on the cheek. That would have been great. Yeah. That that's what been... should have happened right. here. Missed opportunity, 1992. There is one good line. Uh, it's Gorilla Monsoon on Hex on Jim Duggins after he hits some guy. And then he yells, ho. He yells, one too many hoes! That is, yeah, that's pretty great. And then he also says, if you've seen one runt, you've seen them all, which is also great. Yeah. Uh, one of them, I can't tell which one, said this is an event of international significance. No, 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 overall, WrestleMania overall. This yeah. match is really short. It's six minutes and 32 seconds. They are so bored. Uh, at one point, Bobby the Br- uh, Gorilla Monsoon just starts talking about how much uh, this is impacting the world. This is yeah. being streamed in 30 countries. And he goes, yeah. what are the countries? He goes, uh, Italy, <laughs> United Kingdom, was England. Not, was not expecting a follow-up question there. Just name countries. No one's checking you, man. See, the thing is, they didn't have, like, you know, now when you listen to the WWE, the announcers are tasked with doing so much promotion yeah. and cross-promotion and all these things getting blasted in their ear. At this point, they're just, they're just riffing. Which is great. So there's no, like... He was just cutting time because this match is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's just chaos. You don't, like, the legal men, it's not even in a way like, oh, who's the legal man? It's too fast. They're all luchadors. They're like, I, get, who's, I, I can't tell who the legal man is. Yeah. That's how it sounds. Yeah. But so then they actually. They just decide to just, they freelance. I love that about the, even the garbage matches because they usually mirror, mirror what you're feeling. Right. It's pretty rare now to have an announcer mirror what you're feeling. Right. Whatever. No, so it's fine. We're there. They are the yeah in the role of the audience. And at least Virgil gets the pin. Yeah, that's the only good part. That's about the only this. thing. Yeah, this is they needed to have these eight morons sell some action figures. So <sighs> that happened. Yeah, and speaking of, I'm you know why I'm glad Virgil got the pin. Why? He's the only black man that wrestles in all of WrestleMania eight. Yeah, it's uh, it's fucked up, it's man. White affair. God damn it! All right, moving on. Let's go to the whitest wrestler of all time. Yeah, but uh. Wait, which one? Ric Flair. Whitest? Blonde hair, blue eyes. Our co-headlining event. 
uh, Ric Flair, accompanied by his executive consultant, uh, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> because he's being nice to Mr. Perfect. That's yeah. my only reasoning for this. Yeah. Like, you obviously don't need this guy. Yeah. You're not even letting him use the mic, really. Yeah, Perfect's there because Perfect was recuperating from injuries. Yeah. And they still wanted to push a storyline. Yeah. Um, my favorite sign of the night, Flair is a square in, like, square <laughs> letters. It's great, ty- it's great typeface work. It's excellent. Um, and, you know, he comes out with Mr. Perfect, and uh, Macho, I'm thinking you like this part, he runs to the ring. Macho? Yes. Hell yeah. I love guys running to the ring. Yeah. But you don't even get to the promo. It opens with a promo. Oh, okay. Go for the promo. Flair is the guy on mic most this entire WrestleMania. Yeah. He cuts a promo before the match. Uh, Macho Man will not do that because Mean Gene tells us he is too busy concentrating on what he needs to do in the ring. The premise of this match is Ric Flair used to date Miss Elizabeth and oh, has yeah. dirty pictures. <laughs> Woo! He's got dirty pictures and they're going to show him on the arena jumbotron. Which seems like a thing you wouldn't do in a, a, like with 20,000 children. children. Children great. of all ages, but hopefully a legal age to view <laughs> pornography. Oh, this is wonderful. Uh, he's great on Mike. Just doesn't yeah. matter. He's great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. The only problem I have with him being on mic is I really just wish this wasn't for blackmail. I wish there was a different reason for this match, but I'll take it because it's still Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, Ric Flair has a song on par with Macho Man songs. Both men have regal th- songs. Yeah. They are classic men. Yeah. They des- they smoke cigars and cigar bars. <laughs> Those are things that they do. Yeah. And back to back, it's just hilarious. Like this is yeah. this is royalty fighting. Uh, Macho Man runs out, and for the first time. No valet, no manager, solo, solo macho man, runs to the ring, starts beating on Flair. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yes. The best thing about this is that Savage has his, after facing off against, in a in a stupid mixed gender tag match, mm-hmm. and against stupid Hulk Hogan, and against stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid, and against... Uh, stupid Ultimate Warrior. He hey, best that match ruled. Take that one back. The Ultimate Warrior. I will match not apologize. No, no, that one was great. You're no, an idiot. He has his that best one opponent since since that that fits since Mania since the uh, Mania three. Yeah, sure, but don't negate Hogan Warrior again. Okay. That one ruled. We're not talking about WCW Warrior Hogan. No, no. WrestleMania six Hogan Warrior. No, perfect. I'm saying against Savage. Oh. So oh, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. That I can see. Misma- yeah. I can okay. see that one. Now you have to apologize. I apologize. Thank you. I said that. So, Savage, an opponent that matches him. They... This is why we can't work in the WWE. Like, yeah. oh, we've, so, we've solved oh, the problem. sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we, yeah, have, yeah. we apologize. We don't need to fight this. No, 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 no. We're no, men. We're good. we're good. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. So, but this is like, a, this is an 18-minute match, but it really, you know, it's... Their styles of a flair style of basically it's uh, such a long match, and selling I, everything. I didn't realize it was that long until now. Yeah, it did not feel it long. Doesn't at feel all. that way at all because Savage. They both, even though they're they're up there in years, and even though they're still wrestle for another decade, um, they're they kind look of, really pretty. They it's, look good. it's like right before the you know they fall off the cliff, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, they both have stuff ahead of them, but well, mostly Macho's backdrops on Flair look so fucking good because he flips yeah. over Flair in this way where it looks like he's gonna break a limb. Yeah. He doesn't just go all at once. It's not like a flat board. It's I'm trying to think of a good analogy. I can't think of anything. Yeah. Sack of potatoes. It's not a sack of potatoes. It's kind of like when you get um, green onions and there's like kind of like the tails at the top. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think. There's not really a toy that even does this. The uh, inflatable arm man. Not really that either. It's, it's this smooth motion. It's yeah. so impressive. And that's the thing. The way Flair wrestles is that he's the heel. Mm-hmm. He takes all the offense, gets his ass kicked, gets flung into the corner. He just sells and sells and sells and eventually, you know, tries to 
eke out a victory. It's but that's, so great. It's great, and especially with Savage. Who's and it's not just great. the wrestling. Yes, Savage's flying elbow looks amazing. Yeah. But it's also Macho Man spitting on Flair. Like, that's oh, yeah. Um, this is a grudge so match. Because cool. we've con- once again, this is the storyline. I mean, Savage's best stuff has to do with, you know, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And so this is, an- you know, another coda to that to that story. That's actually the end of the story. Yeah. Um, they had gotten, you know, Aunt Kayfabe married in, in 91. They had already been married. For years. Yes. But they will be, shortly after this, they'll be divorced, for real. And this is one of the only times Kayfabe and reality meet up at the yeah, same time. Yeah, where they have to actually acknowledge it, because mm-hmm. then she was out of the business. You want to know how they acknowledge it? In the WWF magazine. Yep. Yeah, with an op-ed. <laughs> how do you announce your divorce? In an op-ed. What's um, better, announcing your divorce in an op-ed in the WWF magazine? Or no, that's the best thing you can do. Or reuniting, and then your music hits. I, okay, they're both pretty great. They're both pretty great. Um... <laughs> If you could do either of those in real life. Once again, though, Elizabeth... Um, she finally shows up. She does show up. About 15, 16 minutes in. Yeah. Only when Macho Man looks like he's going to lose. Yeah. She looks great. She, she looks actually... And she looks like the outfit, it's like, oh, that's what a person would wear in 92 if they were yes. a sexy lady. Okay, we're not getting sequins and stuff. Yeah. Not classy, though. It's as far from classy. No, no, but she looks good. No, because we've had classy Miss Elizabeth in the oh, past. Oh, it was like evening Exactly. This is gowns. not Vanna White evening gowns. No. This is like party dress? Yeah. Yeah. Like current makeup? Like she's going to go hang out with Murphy Brown. Nope. More like I'm going to hang out with the blonde lady Murphy Brown worked with because I'm a young okay, hip well, woman. Okay, there's the, there's the, the reference yes. I was looking for. Um, once again, though, after having agency in the last Mania, nope. back to having no Bye. agency at all. Yeah. Uh... Flair, this well, is for you, baby. Yeah, Woo! Oh, right in her is, face. This is so great. I uh, have that line then he, too. Um, actually, then he kisses her. Well, no, no, we're still in the match. Let's okay. talk about the match. All right. Both men probably took injuries from this match. Yes. This is a oh, real yeah. long well, match. Flair definitely takes an injury when he obviously blades and cuts his head open. Now I love this blade job. Yeah. Because and but the WWF did not. They like find him job. thousands of dollars because yeah. it was obvious. It looks so good. Like yeah, it was obvious. I don't care. In his hair. Oh yeah, when I mean that's then this is the image of Flair in my head. Yes, is entirely red blood face and like in the bleach bond. Yes, like it, it's like it's totally different. It's the same look as Hogan, but it's entirely different because it's actually like looks good. Yeah, it looks like he dyed exactly one third of his hair blood, blood red. red. Yeah, and it's blood. It's yeah. not fake blood. And remember, yeah. this is 1992. Magic Johnson has retired from the NBA at this point. This is the first WrestleMania after like this big like sports right. and AIDS thing. Yeah, and that's why blading. That's why they were not supposed to be blading. Yep. Hart did it and got away with it. Yep. Uh, Flair does gets fined, um, but he also does it like um, he's he's in the outside of the ring. Savage jumps at him, misses. They kind of miss the mark, so he has to fling himself into the uh, into the barricade. And then when he goes to his knees, he makes like a swiping motion across his head. It's so great. I yeah. love it. I love it. Love it. And what we now know about Ric Flair as a human being. Thanks yes. to this podcast and other things. The storyline is awesome. Yeah. It's incredibly believable that he probably slept with your girlfriend before you were with her. Or during Or day, during. Whatever. And he's got pictures. It's great. Yeah. I love it. I know it's horribly sexist. Yeah. That being said, it's incredibly realistic. Yeah. Sometimes uh, life is sexist. Yeah. So that's I, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's wait. not that it's okay. We're okay. not saying it's okay. No, it's okay for the for the storyline to, to, to reflect be, reality. To be realistic. Okay. So then the match actually ends. Macho yes. Man wins. Yes. Because good triumphs over evil this time. This time. And then after that, there's a brawl. Yes. 
for what I don't remember the reason. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's when, when he kisses. That's when he kisses. Because he kisses her, she slaps him, and then he gets beat up. Which makes sense. Yeah. Totally get that. Also, like not even with the AIDS undertones, he's covered in blood, and he just cut, kissed her. Like yeah. you would get slapped even if it was like. If it was your girlfriend, yeah, you should not. You kiss. shouldn't do that. Just bro. a fun fact: don't yeah. kiss anyone if you're pouring blood out of your face. So a bunch of people that are apparently referees, doctors, whoever, like the goons, the, the, the WWF, goons, the WWF guys in ill-fitting sports coats. Pat Patterson's there, I think, in a sports coat and sneakers. They're trying to pull the guys apart. Yes. Occasionally, Mister Perfect is kicking Macho Man in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect thing to do, <laughs> which for no apparent reason is yeah. so great. And then uh, it's great because like the, some of the guys fall down. And so many, so many like gray suit coats on like seven year old men are now bloody. Yeah, <laughs> real Just blood, real, real blood, real blood. Yeah, so great. Match is over. Yeah, and uh, because you can't really top Ric Flair, what do we do? Let's go backstage, and here's Ric Flair on the mic again. We just yeah. had 18 minutes with him, and before that, maybe five minutes on mic. We can't get enough Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, and Ric Flair is the best. Yep. I don't have anything about this this one, but he is. I'm, his after the match promo is just yeah. as good as the match. Yeah, uh, he does not really care that he lost. It's he's going to get it back. He doesn't yeah. care. And then he throws it to Mister Perfect, and he just Mister Perfect can't keep up. No, it's, it's not tough. No good. one can really. No one can really do it. Uh, um, the I, only problem I have with this entire storyline is the lack of consent. Yeah, that's a big part of that will continue into the Attitude yeah. Era. So stay tuned. And then we get Macho's promo. Which is almost as good as Flair because it's right. boring on this Ultimate Warrior like psycho type guy. But the fact that you know him and Miss Elizabeth are divorced within six months, it's like yeah. oh, I think that's seeping in. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think to, uh... it's a reality all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, you should uh, shut up, shut up, bro. <laughs> and uh, then we get to the second most, con- no, the most confusing part of the evening. Yes, but I would say at this point, if you're following along at home, turn off your television. Mm. I think the rest of Mania. I think okay. I'm looking. I'm thinking. We just you're had right. we had four great matches, and even the and and one match that's not good in any way, but it still works in mm-hmm. that huge mozzie tag match. I'm looking through all my notes. I think you're right. Literally nothing good will happen. This and anyway, this is the championship match. Okay, why? I know it's the co-headlining, and you got to like structure the show. Why is the championship match not the real headline? Um, two words: Hulk Hogan. Which we get into Hulk, now. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, depending if you spell it the traditional way, <laughs> H-O. <laughs> or Hulk the 9-11 Hogan. demanding way. Yeah, it depends how you do it. Um, th- it gets confusing at this there point. There is a cool part right now. We the, just the saw... promo of what we just, Yeah, we just okay. saw a promo. Well, now we have a press conference. Okay, so there's... This is hilarious. But the press conference... It's hilarious that this happened. Yes. Okay, because it's a press conference. This is not nearly as good as the WrestleMania 5K or the WrestleMania brunch. No. But it's still pretty cool. But having Undertaker at the end of a dais at a press conference is amazing. (laughs) See? Yeah, in costume. That's awesome! But here's why this whole thing is a mess. So we're telling the story of our... Of these these great friends torn apart (laughs) by violence or whatever their stupid tagline was. Um, Friendship torn apart. It immediately makes no sense because this press conference that actually happened was to determine the number one contender for the championship belt, mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan. If you'll notice, Hulk Hogan did not just fight in that match. So what the fuck happened? <laughs> That's <just> the best. <laughs> so I love it. So here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't know if you realized they didn't have to show this. Yeah. It, because ah! no, it doesn't affect anything. No! All you need to know is that the two big guys are going to wail on each other for a little bit. <laughs> so what actually happened in real life is that was what they were doing. It yeah. was going to be, you know, by the beginning of 92, they were going to build up to Hogan versus Flair. Yeah. Flair had left with WCW's belt. 
in lieu of their $25,000 deposit, they wouldn't pay him. He had the belt. He was this, this, you know, he had, while Hogan was on top, real wrestling fans also knew of, of Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. He ran NWA, ran the South, you know, a legend. This is, you're huge, you're top two guys, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they're building up to that. Now, there's no, like, the real story's probably lost to, to history. These guys are all, most of them are all alive, no one's really talking about this anymore. They do a few house shows kind of building up Hogan, Flair. They apparently don't sell as well as maybe Vince thinks, and he chickens out and decides to to split this program, have Flair and Savage, and have Sid and Hogan. Um, but what probably happened is that Hogan didn't want to have a... He didn't want to, first, he couldn't wrestle with Flair. Like, because even whatever Flair's limits in the ring, that would not be a Dude good match. Dude could wrestle. Yeah, and you'll see it when they do wrestle in WCW in a year... They can't, it, like, it doesn't work. Yeah. And he also didn't want any chance of, like, not winning, not winning against Flair. Yeah. So that's probably, you know, I can say with anything I know about wrestling that Hogan took himself out of that match. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. So you see this whole thing where they try to piece together a storyline of how he went from number one contender to fighting Sid Justice, uh, who says that Hogan's bogus. It was a bogus act to be number one contender. Cool. Yeah. Um... And yeah, and so that's and then some uh, some other stuff happened with them, and now they're gonna fight. Yep, and they do. But anyways, uh, the press conference Until was then. hilarious because I love Macho Man's reaction when he finds out that he's not gonna have the first contender. He slaps the table, come on, and he just twirls around. <laughs> it's that alone is worth it. That's yeah, we can gif that. That'd be great. Uh, we find out that Hulk Hogan is a movie star in this uh, little promo package, which is obviously not true. Not true. Which just the alternate universe of wrestling. And uh, we know Sid Justice like steroids, and all of a sudden it's Tatanka and yeah. Rick Martel. Yeah, so Rick a the match Model that exists. Uh, Rick, okay, so but this is what I'm talking about as far as, like, the once Martel had the model gimmick, yeah. it was a hundred times more interesting than anything he did. Yeah. Was it good? No. No. Because Tatanka, who is actually a Native American... Um, Here's what the racism thing in wrestling, even in the 90s, even today. Okay, you have a guy who's Native American. So you have him doing rain dance. You have him with other Indians. He's at actually rings- Native American. Yes. Thank God. I had he to has, ask you about that. Yeah, he has Native Americans at ringside. Um, his move set has a has like an axe handle smash yeah. in it. Uh, his theme, it, like everything about it is like, in case you weren't sure if he was Indian. Like, I mean, which they're not above that either. No, they're not. Um, but I have to say the model... Um, his promo, where he cu- he says that he has some reservations <laughs> about Tatanka. No, and that's the delivery, because he has to sell it that way. And then he saw Tatanka outside a scalping tickets. So, awesome. for the model, being a guy who carries around an atomizer of his fragrance arrogance, I, uh, I'm okay. Like, that's where the heel racism is not as bad as the implicit racism of the whole gimmick. Yeah. Because at that point, you're just, like, following the lead of what the company has said, this is who this character is, and, and what the character and Tatanka is saying he is. So, is this the most racist, this is the most racist match of the night? Yes. Like, okay, good. Good. I'm not saying good, like, no, we <laughs> well, found we've, it. We've, uh, the... good, we've, we found well, just, it. The there's always the one that's like, oh, is this the one that's I mean, over coming the from the most, like, the most racist... A couple of the most racist uh, manias. manias. It's nice that there's only like a one. little bit. Yeah, it's only one. Yeah, um, but yeah. I have, my one note is this is not the worst match, but it's not good. It's a match that happens. Tatanka had a pretty a good run at this point, but it, this it's a four minute match. And yeah, 
then it's over, thankfully. Okay, now moving on to the Tag Team Championship, we have the Natural Disasters, Earthquake and Typhoon, against Money, Inc., Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and Irving R. Shyster. Yeah, IRS. Their manager, Jimmy oh, no, Hart. so more racism, sorry. Yeah, that's what I was immediately, wondering. That's immediately what I was wondering if you wanted to go with Tatanka being the most racist. Yeah, uh, yeah having, having a guy who with the last name Shyster. Oh, uh, by the way, his gimmick is he's an accountant. Yeah, he's at the IRS. His yeah. name is IRS, yeah. which worked out well for his parents, I guess. Uh, but Money, Inc., uh, IRS, <laughs> father of two current WWE superstars, Bray Wyatt and, uh, yeah, it's so weird. and Bo Dallas. It's so weird! It is. Um, you can see the Bo Dallas connection, blatantly. Yeah, when he, well, yeah, because without the beard, they yeah. have that same face. But do they have different moms? No. Wow! Yeah, that's a, one big happy family. Wow! Uh, Money, Inc., you know, they cut promos before this money inc is good natural disasters aka two fat pieces of shit yeah i mean they're like bowling balls like oh you know what it's when listen we're not like trying to do fat like shame? fat shaming yeah okay. we're not trying to do it but like they're it's not in, doing it's anybody impossible any it's the in big lebowski when his the jesus is waxing his ball like yeah. that's what they're a bowling ball in a cloth so that's bad. what they look it's like so bad yeah uh, it's a garbage match. I mean, the the gimmick. Well, I don't know how I was rooting for the million dollar man and IRS over these guys. They yeah. weren't faces. No, yeah, the money Inc. is definitely the millionaire and the tax man are the bad guys. Yeah, and I was like rooting for them. Yeah, that's how much because I because earthquake this. and typhoon. I mean, they really have that like the like earthquake is still doing the same crap he's been doing since the eighties. He runs around and he sits on your face. There, I mean, okay, yeah, it's bad. It's so bad. That I'm glad that Money Inc. walks out and yeah. gets a count out so they can keep their belts. Because in a, when there's a championship match, a real championship match, unlike the million dollar belt, you have to be pinned or yeah. submit. Or submit. Yeah. So if you lose by DQ, you do not lose your belts. Exactly. If you get so counted they walk out, out with they the walk out. They're like, "Fuck this shit. This is stupid. We're we're in a horrible match. Why do we get this gimmick? Yeah. I mean, in real life, whatever happened with Legion of Doom, this match should have been Legion of Doom. Money sure, Inc. of course. But that would have been great. Yeah. But it's not, so you get stuck with this crap. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that's like, why did this match happen? Because a guy was probably suspended for drugs yeah. or something. So, All right, and it's not that long, but it's not that short. Yeah. It just keeps going. It just happens. Uh, we get an, after this one, we get We get a promo. promo. Yeah. From a man who is not wrestling tonight, a man by the name of Bruce the Barber Beefcake, and for the first time in WrestleMania history, we learn that he's Hulk Hogan's friend. Yeah. And that's why he's got a job. Yeah. Um, in, in real life, they were friends. Yeah. And... To the point where, when Hogan got divorced, his ex-wife said that him and uh, Bruce used to fuck. Cool. So that's a thing. But yeah, he cuts a pro-Hogan if promo. If that's true, and like is that... Is that better? Yeah, way better. Yeah, if, I would he, if like they were Hogan, lovers... If they're like, yeah, we're open, and if they were open and cool yeah, about it, I'd be like, like yeah. We're, we're bros. For the first time, I like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not true. We'll get to that later. Yeah, so he cuts a pro-Hogan promo, which... Just because. Just so absurd. Because you need to have more pro-Hogan promos. You just promos. gotta make sure... And you kind of do, because by the end of this, you do have to, um, you know, have anything you can have in the corner of, of Hogan. All right, so here we go. We have Owen Hart, the Rocket Owen Hart, against yeah. Skinner, yeah. the Alligator Man. Owen Hart, and this is our only squash of the night at a, at a buck 36. We would like, you should say when squashes usually happen for when? the people listening at home. They seem to happen right before the main event. Oh, yeah, that's a piss break. We've, got, we go. we've gone through this okay. concept before. Um, but at this point, Owen is, you know, he's he'd wrestled, I guess, two ago in, in a mask mm-hmm. as the Blazer. Yep. Um, but this I is definitely... I think he was actually in uh, two as well in the Battle Royale. I think he was one of the 30 guys, but was also athletes. 
I want to say Owen Hart was in maybe his he's in that early. one as well. Yeah, yeah this but is he, not his first WrestleMania. It's not his first, but it's before he's getting his real singles push. He has uh, he doesn't have the kind of uh, singlet um, with hot pink that we have yeah. when he. Uh, when he's part of the Heart Foundation. Yeah, but he has stupid parachute pants. He looks kind of like a clown. Yeah, kind of like a like a rodeo clown. Yeah, it's really a horrible. Gimmick. And Skinner, well, they don't really explain, but he spits tobacco juice in Hart's face, which was his gimmick. Yeah, and it looks like he has just a horrible burn, like yeah. him being Brett. Or, sorry, Owen Hart. Yeah, he, it's really close to his mouth. Like, yeah, you shouldn't. Um, it's, this is like in 1992 or at any time you shouldn't spit tobacco juice in someone's mouth. It's really it's not fucked great. up. Yeah, but he uh, he wins and it's over. Skinner now would be in the Wyatt family. Yes, that would be his gimmick. Yes, it's a very short match and they don't know what to do with Owen and it's the two worst gimmicks of the night and that's saying something. Yeah, we've already gone we over had a Saturday morning cartoon. We've match. had uh, a man that's Native American that uh, mocks his own heritage, and a man named Irving R. Scheister, and these are still the two worst gimmicks. We also had the we also had the Hamburglar and a Canadian Mountie. Yeah, so, so the yeah. Canadian Mountie's whatever, right? That's just like that's no different than the Big Boss Man, which equally sucks, but it's not nearly yeah, it's as just a Canadian. Bad. It's a that's what Canadian. It's Canadian are. Big Boss Man, whatever. Yeah. All right, so here's our main event of the night: Sid Justice, so angry, who plays the role of a bully. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. In a side note, I went back and watched because so many of these matches started their feuds or the storyline started at the Rumble. I watched it, and it is kind of crazy. The whole feud starts because, you know, Sid, since the Rumble is every man for himself, he eliminates Hogan, as you do. His job. Um, it's his job. He's over at that point at the Rumble. Like, and, um, you know, I think they both were faces, but I think people were kind of over Hogan. They were over Hogan. And when I say, like, Sid's over in the fact that he's get like, he's popular, when he eliminates Hogan, it's kind of like, okay, that's good. Like, at this point, yeah, let's, if, like, if John Cena gets tossed out now, people go, that's good. Like, but by the next guy, that's fine. Yeah. Um, Hogan then pulls Sid out and eliminates him. Which is what we learned from a lot, like, the previous WrestleMania, you don't do that. Yeah. That's, and that's how feuds start. That's how feuds start. But at this point, Hogan is still... He's still the good guy somehow, yeah. even though he cheats, which we've seen repeatedly. He's the good guy who moves the mat so he can hit you on the concrete. Yeah. So it's staying in with Hogan, and but that's the thing. Hogan's not put, he's never put forward as a Stone Cold type or a Piper. No. He's he is 100% good guy, yet he is a piece of shit. Yeah. And that's why wrestling's real, because Hulk Hogan is verifiably a piece of shit. That being said, Sid Justice has no personality. No. He's a bully. He's a bully, and, and he doesn't even really get over as a tweener, because no. he's just angry yeah. and roided out, and, and you know, he thinks Hogan's bogus. Which is true. Yeah. But then we see Vince uh, McMahon in Hulk Hogan promo. Yeah. And he, it's the first time Hogan's, like, calm and collected. He's ever talked in his real voice. It's, yeah. That's Terry. Yeah. That's not Hogan. Though. Terry's not that fed. No, he's fine. And, yeah. and at this point, you know, Vince, like we said, they're kind of... They know that he's going to have to at least step away for a while. Mm-hmm. They're not billing his retirement because you also don't want to call attention to the fact why he's retiring. Yep. Um, so if he goes in, goes away for a little while, they're basically eulogizing him. In that yeah, and, in, point, and in Monsoon's commentary about Us Forever, the Hulkamaniacs, all that stuff. Yeah, it's really yeah. to say this is his farewell without having to you know totally say it. Yeah. All right, so we hear that song for the eighth time in eight years, and the crowd is hot for Hogan. Yeah. And uh, it's not good. Yeah, the theme it's, uh, is not a good match. No, the theme is still playing as the match starts because the fight just just starts. Which is good, thankfully. Yeah. But then Hogan first. Okay, no wait, I shouldn't say that's good. Hogan pushes Justice out or something like that. Yeah. 
And then Hogan goes back in the ring and keeps pumping up the crowd. Yeah, it's a mess. It's... So the thing is, I found this, the not the storytelling, but the type of wrestling is extremely similar to Hogan Warrior. True. You have two guys who are very Absolutely. limited, and they have the same look and the same thing, and you're basically like... Who's, which big muscle guy is going to overpower the other one? But at least with Warrior, like, the personality is there, so yeah, it's yeah. totally no, cool. I mean, as far as pure wrestling, it's very similar to that. Um, but you also have problems here, where the, this is why the Hogan thing is repetitive. Cause, so there's that. Yeah. It's like that. They ask, will he be able to lift this giant uh, Sid Vicious? We Sid saw Justice. him lift Andre he's the Giant. body slammed Andre the Giant. Giant's in, in Andre's name. Yeah, that's how you know he's a big guy. Yeah. That means 500 pounds. Um, it's, a, it's a real mess of a match it's 12 minutes but it feels longer Mm -hmm. especially since the ending is messed up yeah so harvey whippleman uh yeah we know we we haven't even alluded to this man yeah he was the he's the manager uh he's modeled allegedly after peewee herman at least his look that totally makes sense yeah and a name yeah yeah so what's supposed to happen um is that he'll go for the pin who's the he that's what I'm trying to figure out. Sid Justice? Yes. Yeah. Or no, Hogan is going for the pin, going to pin uh, Justice after the leg drop. Which yes. Nobody, that's like a, that's a finisher. Yeah. No one kicks out of that. But when he goes to the pin, the recently introduced Papa Shango, the voodoo priest, is supposed to come out and interrupt, and that's how Hogan, Hogan wins, is by DQ. Mm-hmm. Um, or that's how Sid wins by DQ, so Hogan doesn't have to, nice. yes. Yeah. But uh, he misses Q, so... The announcers are kind of confused as yeah. well. What's Papa Shango doing What's he doing here? slowly running to the ring while everything's still going on? Yeah. Because what happens is Sid then has to kick out of the leg drop mm-hmm. to, to preserve the ending because he's yeah. not supposed to lose clean. Good on Sid. Yeah. Whippleman gets like up on the apron and starts getting involved, and I think it's Hebner, the ref, who then calls it a DQ. So they both, like, all three of them kind of had to improvise it because Papa Shango misses Q. It won't be Papa Shango's last moment in the WrestleMania history, especially since he will later be Kama in the uh, Nation of Domination and, most famously, the Godfather. So, good. Got a long career ahead of him. And he'll also be, in real life, The Undertaker's best friend. But Really? Yeah, which is great, I think. I didn't know that. I think The Godfather and The, and the Undertaker hanging out is, is great. <laughs> so, All right, so then what happens after this like weird not ending? So there's a weird... DQ schmaz, so they're beating up on Hulk, and uh, Hulk's uh, friend, question best mark, friend. best friend now, the Ultimate Warrior. Hell yeah! Runs out to the ring. Warrior, uh, yeah, he he comes out, saves Hogan's. Runs to the ring. Runs. Very like, important thing. Back runs he's running to again. the ring. He's been out of action because he had like. There's a contract. There's a contract dispute. Yeah. So he's he comes back, you know, huge pop. Yeah. And they celebrate in the ring. They do the you know the ear to the crowd, all four sides. Hogan does they... the ear to the crowd, and he tries to teach the Ultimate Warrior how to do that. And he does it. It's sort of like kids that are playing an imaginary, playing cops and robbers or something like that. Yeah. So let's say you and I are playing cops and robbers, and I love being the guy that shoots everybody, and, and you love being the guy that puts everyone in ropes, you know, and ties them yeah. up, right? So I'm like, no, 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 you shoot, shoot, shoot. And you're like, okay, I'll do that a few times. But then you try to rope me. I was like, no, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. And then you start shaking the ropes violently because you don't understand what's going on. That's what happens in That's this. That's exactly what happened. That's what it was uh, inspired by. Uh, so the Roman, story makes no sense. Roman candles and fireworks start going off the ring. It's like blinding light, which I, awesome. I assume like was not. you should not be in the ring when it's on fire. It looks so cool, though. Yeah, it looks great. It looks. It's, this uh, is just what Goldberg does for the next five years. It's a, it's a, yeah, but it's a... It's, 
It's weird. It's a weird ending. It's we're coming back to it's be the friend. most confusing ending yeah. yet. Even with opinion. even with the proper ending, it was not going to be great. No. And this is all as we go back to because Hogan like won't lose or won't give the rub to anybody. You got to come up with like these weird ways, as we'll see infamously in the next WrestleMania. You have to come up with weird ways that Hogan always looks good. This is. One, I am so glad we're doing these, by the way, because yes. this is now a lesson that I didn't think about until you just brought this up. This is what it must be like having kids. Like you got all these plans, you're like, fuck it, this kid's a dick, we're going to improvise, we're going to make the best of this, here's some Roman candles, we're going to go yeah. nuts. Go nuts. Shake the ropes, whatever. Shake the ropes, hang out with that Roman candle, it's your best friend. Yeah, now. yeah, it's great. No, this, this is what this is. Like yeah. This is improv, this is theater, It's fine. this is improv comedy as well. Right. But um, it's also like with little kids, when you have, this is the, with the Hogan... What I've always thought of Hogan's kind of like style, and and to a lesser extent Cena, it's it is the two kids play fighting, and one of them goes, "Well, your gun doesn't work on me. Yeah. I'm a robot." And it's like, "No, you're not. We're playing cops and robbers. Like you can't be a robot now." And that's what he does. Yeah. And that's why. And and the fact that in real life Hogan and Warrior were such huge fucking babies. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, this makes total sense. Let them burn up in the ring together. Yeah, seriously. WrestleMania 8, tragically, (laughs) where the two faces of the company were burned alive, would have been a great ending. But unfortunately, uh, it ends with that. Um, But it's a a, a pretty good length. Two hours, 40 minutes. Definitely the best length yet. Yeah. Um, You know, only the tag matches... uh, were were garbage, and they they were kind of entertaining, at least one of them. Uh, with just having like eight guys not knowing what's going on in the ring and having the announcers mm-hmm. not care, you know, it's a, it's the even best when it's it, a bad match. Yes. Even when it's a bad match, because of these guys, we have great commentary, which yeah. we no longer have. Right. And uh, one of the last things said in WrestleMania Eight is, uh, "Everyone here is crazy." Is that Bobby Heenan? Yep, that's Bobby Heenan. Awesome. When everyone is cheering for Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, and that's where the heel commentary would be great because when he's actually saying the thing that's true. Yeah, you could tell when he's like, he kind of puts on, maybe it's only due to history or any of this, but he puts on this affectation when he's like being a heel. Right. But when he's talking about Hogan, it just sounds like a normal guy. I mean, like, yeah. not a fan. Not a fan of this guy. I know what this guy's about. Yeah, don't like the cut of his gym. No. No. It was a bad contract that we're stuck with. Yeah. So what do you think of WrestleMania 8? The longer it's been, the less great I think it is. Mm-hmm. But when I first watched it, I was like, this is the best one yet. Yeah. Uh, I just ranked all of them, and this is this comes in at third overall. Okay. Number one is still three. And number two right now is number seven, which is what we just had in L.A., right. simply because those three stories were so solid and tight. Right. This is still great. The first five matches in this, I'm sorry, the first four matches in this, that's a lie. It jumps around because there's that. There's tag this match one tag match, yeah. The four of the first five matches in this are great. Yeah. Between eight to ten out of ten. Then four of the worst matches <laughs> ever. Right. So it's still a net positive. Yeah. The storytelling is there, but we don't have the peak storytelling for Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. So, right. yeah. Like, which peaked last time? Yeah. This is like a, this is like an epilogue. We've already seen the Undertaker, like. And his debut is a little bit better than this. Well, if you're bored of The Undertaker. No, 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 not bored at all. And he, the opponent's awesome. Yeah. But I really liked what Jake the Snake did last time right. a little bit more. You see what I mean? Yeah, there's some things that, yeah, I mean, I, that's why I think the... It's cool. The only thing that's good about this one, the only hard. good match in this one that I'm glad I saw that's better than anything in Seven is uh, Hart and Piper. Right. That's it. Yeah. So it's still a very good WrestleMania. I like the look of it. I like the feel of it. I love the announcers. It makes more sense. It flows a lot better. Yeah. 
and that's huge. It's a, yeah. it's still a show. They set the bar so high, and then they slowly lowered it. Yeah, and counterfactual, what happens if the actual headline match was the headlining match? You get bored. I well, would be bored by that. If if you put Savage and Flair last, yeah, you would have already been out of it you, because I've been was like garbage. fuck Hogan, fuck you. I wouldn't have been as into it. So yeah. it's in a weird way good. Yeah, and you have to end like with that. You can't go. Yeah. you can't have Warrior after, but yeah. That would be great if just Warrior just runs out for no one. And Flair's like, we're not friends! <laughs> What's happening? Um, yeah. Overall, pretty good. You learn some lessons, which I like. I'm not joking. Like, I like the life lessons you learn in these. You could tell. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. I'd recommend this WrestleMania. Definitely. Would you? Re- okay, so that's good. Yeah, it's a top. It, like you said, it's top three. I mean, I, I that first... Is it top three, though, for you? Yeah. I had 378 is my number one. Yeah, I, I can't... Um, I refuse to rank them because it's going to get more and more convoluted. I understand that completely. But I definitely put it up there because that first hour is it's so solid. the best solid. first hour, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to see where it goes considering we know like that a lot of our mainstays are no longer with us, yeah. which is wonderful. Yeah. All right, so uh, in the let's end this with uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan's final words. Everyone here is crazy! Remember this phone number, 1-900-909-WWF-8. If you call right now, you'll get exclusive WrestleMania 8 interviews. Straight from Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Ric Flair, and other superstars. You'll also hear updates and results from the greatest WWF event in history. Cost of the call, $1.49 for the first minute, 99 cents for each additional minute. Kids, ask your parents' permission before calling. Don't delay. Call the WrestleMania 8. Hotline right now, Hulkamaniacs. 